Welcome, everyone, to We Universe. We are the Internet's comprehensive Wii U podcast. Each and every week, we are playing a different randomly selected Wii U game because none of y'all wanted to. And my name is Steve Gunley. Hi, I'm Woody Siskowski. No more <laughs> cute nickname because I did it the first no. time before Steve screwed up the recording. It just feels forced. I screwed yeah. up the recording immediately. Uh, our guest today, I'm going to say it again because I still mean it, one of our <laughs> favorites to podcast with. He's the host of Laser Time, Video Game Apocalypse, and 302010. Uh, Chris Antista is here with us. Welcome. Yes. How's it going? The human embodiment of the poor little corporate game that nobody liked. <laughs> there, there we go. That's, that's yeah. exactly right. Somehow Disney kept throwing money at you, but you just couldn't find an audience. <laughs> right, right. It's... Uh, yeah, some, something about being a white guy means you keep to keep failing upwards <laughs> <laughs> and, and onto new platforms. Yeah, yeah, exactly. This week we are talking about the game Epic Mickey Two: Colon The Power of Two, uh, the follow-up to one of the biggest, weirdest, strangest kind of misfires uh, in Disney's video gaming history. And I brought Chris on here because uh, Chris, I've, I've been listening to your podcast for a long time, and I've, I've mm -hmm. heard you mention Epic Mickey more than one time. Like, I, <laughs> which I, is more than perhaps we have ever mentioned uh, Epic Mickey. More, more than our, most so, people have. Yeah, uh, I, I saw. I, I ended up doing like weeks of coverage of it, so it definitely wasn't popular with readers either. So I, I know this for <laughs> a fact now. So, like, uh, what what's a little bit of your background with Epic Mickey? Would you say you're you're an apologist? You're a, a supporter, uh, anti Epic um, Mickey? No, I've got an I'm, awesome figure there. Yeah, I yeah, I'm holding an Epic Mickey figure. Thanks, he's I, been working out. <laughs> just to be clear, he was not comment, <laughs> commenting on Chris's hot bod. He's got because I, I definitely haven't. I, I can only walk at this point, and I've I've chafed my legs. It's like hot dog in my inner thigh. You can walk. You can walk um, from your kitchen to the microphone at your desk and back. No, I'm, I'm walking yeah. the dog. I'm doing like three, four miles a day trying to oh, work okay. this this nice. pandemic fat off. Yeah, no, that's not the funny response we were looking for. That's no, okay. No, no, no. We we but don't I'm really support funny it, responses on this hurts. podcast. Um, I turned forty, and I got. Well, yeah, that's the thing. I, I turned forty. Want to get a little better shape. This is a perfect forty-year-old's game. Okay. This, this this game is like the poorly programmed Disneyana websites of video games. It, it, <laughs> makes, it, it makes a ton of sense if you if you grew up with a little bit of your parents' nostalgia for the Disney company. Yeah. But if you're if you're thirty or younger, ten years ago, this game I can see why it's a complete turnoff. It's everything you think you hate about the Disney company, <laughs> and, and and the 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 really cool aspects of the game um, are kind of hard to notice. Unless you've been through some scholarly or historical <laughs> tour of the Disney company history. Yeah, but if, it's, if it's, the sight it, of Horace Horsecollar gets you hard, this game is for you. I and mean, the, the first recognizable thing in Epic Mickey 2 is a, is a mutant robot made out of Bob from... Oh my God! What the black hole? The black hole. Yeah, black I was hole. noticing that. That's and, like and the, the forgotten Disney Star Wars ripoff. Yeah, I have yeah, no so idea it's, what it's, you guys are talking about. It oh, is man. the tw yeah, it is it is the twenty thousand leagues under the sea Disney made after Star Wars. So it's very Star Wars with Robert Faster, who you might know from Breaking Bad and uh, <laughs> Jackie Brown. But uh, but it's 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 pretty much a remake of Twenty Thousand Leagues Under the Sea. Someone's yeah. after a Captain Ahab. Um, or uh, Captain Captain Nemo. Nemo. Yeah. Uh, how did I get that wrong? But but <laughs> I, I can see it, it's it is not a great platformer, a genre that wasn't popular. But another reason I'm I, I I I'm happy to talk about this game is because I had the luxury of covering it uh, from every angle. I covered this game in both Disneyland and Junction Point uh, in Austin. So okay. I, I've I've played. I've had I've talked to Warren Spector in terms of. 
I wasn't, I would never call myself a journalist. I have, so in those terms, I have talked with Warner, Spe- Warren Spector extensively about this game. And, uh, I was reading a little bit, there's a little piece of a uh, Jason Schreer's new book. Uh, mm. uh, and there's a, they, the, the excerpt was about the acquisition of Junction Point by Disney. Right. Um, and I encourage listeners to check that out because it, there's a weird compromise when, you know, who knew Disney, aligning with Disney could turn out to be kind of evil and they'll shut your company down. <laughs> right, <laughs> but, right, yeah. <laughs> but it didn't seem that way at the time. But uh, yeah, I I, I, I love Disney history and I, I was very excited about this game because having spent time with Warren Spector, he was into the same stuff that I was, which was seemingly pretty unappealing to gamers at the time. If the most popular games right now are Mass Effect and Call of Duty, mm. no one gives a flying. Can we curse? Oh yeah, please. I can't remember. No one gives. A, no one gives a, a, a hot gay shit about Waswell <laughs> the Lucky <laughs> Rabbit. You took that in a different direction than I was anticipating. <laughs> and no one. No one cares. And and I, I I get that. I wrote about it all the time. And 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 you could see that certain people who liked my work were liked me writing about that. But it, it caught on fire with no one. Right. It. it it's it's not appealing to whatever that that demographic was. Am I babbling? No, no, no. I mean, I I was very much in that demographic of people who really cared about Epic Mickey. Like I remember reading the pitch for it. It might have yeah. even been something you covered like uh, years and years ago. Like, yeah, if you remember the, the the game leaked through a pretty popular way to leak things back then, concept art. And right. I just remember looking at it like this looks really cool. This concept will be tampered down. Won't look like this, and they'll definitely never use this name. So yeah. and they. And, and, and none of that happened, and it all ended up sort of looking like that, just bad because the platform it was on, and that it, the title remained. Yeah, but I think I, I think the the history is that Disney acquired Junction Point because they wanted to get semi serious about. It. It's not so much that they wanted to get serious about games; they thought they they were really letting an entire medium pass them by. Yeah, so let's do something here, and and. Uh, I, I, there's a lot of criticism thrown Warren Spector's way because he, you know, made Deus Ex and a bunch of very, very non-Disney games. Yeah, I believe System Shock and Ultima. Yeah, yeah. Before the, the the Disney acquired Junction Point, they were working on something with Half Life that they canceled, possibly due to the acquisition. Uh, but no, I, he's he's a huge cartoon fan. He yeah. really was excited to work. I watched this man cry. In Walt Disney's apartment. Wow! Um, like I want to, like I want to pause you real quick, Chris. Yeah, uh, go I want, for it. I just um, because I feel like you guys were sort of here when for Epic Mickey when Epic Mickey happened. Yeah, yeah. And like yeah. this was something that kind of just passed me by. And I want to get back into what you guys are talking about, but I feel like you guys need to set up. We need to set up a hell little yeah. more context of like yeah, what that, the hell Epic Mickey is. That, You're absolutely right. It's such right. a weird title if you say. Hey, have you played Epic Mickey? You're just like what? Like we were with, when we recorded with Katie last week, and you said yeah. Epic Mickey. She just like blankly stared off and is like, "What the hell is that?" Got like a Metal Gear Solid question mark yeah, over her head. Exactly. Just like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I feel like without sort of knowing it's, the context of what this is, it's fallen through the cracks yeah. a little bit. But I remember hearing about this because like this was a pitch, and and Chris, correct me on any of the history that I get wrong here, but. This was a pitch that Warren Spector and a Marvel Comics writer named Peter David brought to Disney in 2003. This idea of like kind of a darker version of the Disney world and kind of a a way of reimagining Mickey Mouse, who had become like if you watch old Mickey Mouse cartoons going back to the 20s and 30s, like his defining characteristic back then was that he was like kind of a mischievous mischievous little shithead. Yeah, exactly. He's a kinetic. uh, He's a kinetic character that makes a catalyst for things happening. Yeah. Not to fall back on Louis C.K.'s impression of him, but 
you know, for most of it, oh, too much water. Like things just <laughs> happen to him and he sucks and he's boring and he's got to remain a court. The whole reason Donald is awesome and Mickey isn't because Disney pulled him back in the 40s. Yeah. Because they didn't want him involved with World War II stuff. Yeah. He's a corporate spokesman. And and Spectre, it's just it's just so similar. It's eerie. Mickey has some memorable games. In the he beginning does. of Gamedom, it, it wasn't embarrassing to have a Mickey game in your collection. Mickey Mousecapade, Castle of Illusion. Absolutely. Uh, th- Mickey Mania, and, uh, yeah, yeah. There's three great Mania, Super Nintendo platformers. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Mickey, Mickey Mania is excellent. It, it is really an excellent is. game. And I, there's there's good GameCube games with Mickey. So it's like, it. Mickey has made some good games. Whereas Mickey had made good cartoons, and I think Spectre, like, well, yeah, let's move them back a little bit. If you look at the design, the design is a little... Retro. They take the yeah. Caucasian out of his face, mm-hmm. return it to white, make him skinnier, and less, de- and take his shirt off. Yeah, because Mickey had been wearing like a collared dad shirt for like, or a tuxedo top for like fifty years. Sure. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, yeah. And and, and 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 maybe preschoolers know him uh, like a little more in his raw form, but like, uh, yeah, the character doesn't have to suck. Well, no, and, the thing I think, I think the best is thing- weird about Mickey is that he really, I think, demonstrates the difference between like a character and a mascot. Yeah, I yeah. feel like for a lot of people, like something that exi- once something exists as a mascot, like all its the aspects of its character have to get sort of pulled out because its main characteristic is it just reminds you of the thing. And I feel like that's the case with Mickey. You see Mickey and you just think Disney. But you right. don't think anything specific about Mickey as a character. Yes. He's one of those things. Like he, he is maybe the most recognizable pop culture figure in the yeah. world. But he's a cipher, you know. Like we, yeah, you, you grow up. You like see, if, if you you're see around, him, you, all, see, you just hear blindly buy stuff, kids. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, whereas like Donald and Goofy got to keep like uh, uh, backstories and personalities, and Goofy got to fuck, and his wife died, and it was a whole thing. <laughs> but like, I, I think that's something that Warren Spector kind of uh, uh, stumbled across with Mickey. Mouse. It's like, yeah, all right, people you, don't if, know if, Mickey anymore. If you've never traveled through the history of Mickey cartoons, it is interesting, and some of them are great. And if you played Mickey, I, I wrote a whole article a long time about Mickey Mania. Like those sprites, some of those sprites are like directly from animation mm-hmm. from thirty yeah. to forty years earlier. God, that game looks it's so really gorgeous neat. to this it, day. It's referencing, and, and for people older than us, they're really getting these references super hard. They've been yeah. watching these cartoons. I think for our generation, those cartoons got locked away on VHS and the Disney Channel in the early '80s. Yeah, yeah. But they 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 played on television and in movie theaters for 50 years for people previously. Mm, yeah. So if you grew up, you can grow up on a steady diet of Mickey cartoons, and I, I had the collections, uh, which you know Disney doesn't like you to get a hold of all Mickey Mouse cartoons nowadays. Right. But like it's it's a, a wonderful. Uh, for he he begins as like a drunken gun shooting mischievous character, and then. As he moves to color, he gets a little more boring, but the Disney craft gets so much better. Yeah. Like they're, they're really leaps and bounds in, in, in animation you can just watch being uh, overcome while they make these new cartoons. So, But I, I personally don't watch... <laughs> what I think is hilarious is that I think some, some of the only commercially available remastered cartoons of Mickey Mouse cartoons are within this game. Yeah. That you can you oh. can get on a disc. So can you unlock uh, I, like full cartoons within this game? You can, the yeah. There there are yeah. uh, some movie theaters and some of the hub worlds that you can go and visit. And, like you're there, I think there are hidden film reels like around the. World. I haven't I haven't done it yet because I just played this game for two hours and think it's insipid. Yes, but, yeah. Uh, yeah. And well, we will ours, get there. We will get there. Ours is literally broken. But at first, I want to touch a little bit on like the really cool element that Spectre was pitching was 
we're going to bring back Oswald the Lucky Rabbit, who is like Disney's first character created by Ub Iwerks, but it was like the first Disney branded character. Like uh, I think Mm -hmm. coming out coming out a few months before Mickey Mouse did, and he was kind of the mascot. It's one tumultuous year. Yeah, that they were working for Universal, but somehow managed to make like half a dozen Oswald cartoons. Oswald became very popular. Uh, Universal let Walt Disney know it'd be way cheaper just to steal your character and hire someone else to make these rather than pay you what you're asking. So why don't you get fucked, get out of my <laughs> office, and leave your character at the door? Uh, and he, I, it, I forget exactly how this goes. I'd read multiple versions of this. I think it was just a falling out, and Walt didn't read his contract very clear, and that happens to a lot of young creators. Sure. Yeah. Uh, and and and, but within a year, he just basically creates the exact same character differently, owns him lock, stock, and barrel, licenses is him to distributors, but never gives them away entirely, but is always still sort of bummed. And I think once uh, once Bob Iger got involved with Disney, it became kind of a goal to get Oswald back somehow. It was because of this pitch. Yeah, Bob Iger was mm-hmm. super on board with this idea of this game and like building up an Oswald universe. So he was keeping an eye out for opportunities to get the character back. And very strangely, that opportunity presented itself when uh, sportscaster Al Michaels had his contract come up for review. So basically, they traded Al Michaels from ABC News over to ESPN in exchange for Oswald the Lucky Rabbit, which is still a crazy fact. It was NBC. (laughs) That's right, uh, yeah, which was owned by Universal, yeah. Yeah, it's really weird because Oswald was um, a big hit for Universal, and then Universal would have a character that uh, overshadowed Oswald incredibly, yeah. which is Woody Woodpecker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm only saying this for fun for gamers. There is a Genesis Woody Woodpecker game that I think only came out in South America. Mm. And just Google Woody Woodpecker Genesis and look at the cover. And you look at the cover, it's Woody, and then a car full of his friends. And in the back, you will see a brown Easter rabbit-looking, Easter bunny-looking character. That is Oswald. Yeah. Oswald grew up to be a, a color character, light brown with like huge eyelashes and like really, really like sickeningly cutesy in cartoons that no one remembers and are very kind of hard to obtain. Yeah. Uh, but but th- but for, I think, Os- I think before this, Oswald would only be known to f- people who read the comics and played that game. Yeah. Because he was just folded into Woody Woodpecker's menagerie. If you're not and generally I- playing Brazilian educational games for the Genesis, <laughs> yes. then there's a chance you can miss them. I know most of us are up to date on those, but you know. Yes, and I, I, I remember how much mocking went into like writing about, oh, Michaels is traded for a cartoon character. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, maybe, but like, if a company traded you for Bugs Bunny, that would tell you a lot about your worth. That's yeah, true. yeah. So this guy, he's been a pretty good sportscaster. Uh, he's comparable to a character, a beloved character, 80 years, brought magic to just about every medium and merchandise. Yeah, shooting for Al Michaels. He's, yeah. He's, he's the on, exact same. <laughs> exactly, yeah. He's on, he's I, on I the would, downward slope of his career, you know? He's, he's worth at least an Oswald. I would take that as a, a huge vote uh, of confidence. And, and I, I was in the, the parks, I, because obviously you can't cover this game unless you're going to the parks. Um, hashtag no one really cares about games journalism. Um, <laughs> but but, but uh, Oswald stuff really moved. Like, yeah. you go there. I, I was in a Disney park uh, about 15 months ago, and like, the ears are still there. But really? this is the o- these games are the only th- significant thing that Oswald ever did. Like, we the were, only time we he's were, ever talked. We were looking at that to see, like, uh, wh- okay, what happened to Oswald post-Epic Mickey 2? It's like he... He's an NPC in Disney Infinity. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's you can like see about him briefly it. in uh, Get a Horse, which is a great. That's cartoon. it. Yeah, Get a Horse with the twenty thirteen short Goldberg. It's the yeah. I think it's the only time you'll see a Disney uh, an original Disney character with a Marvel logo on their body. Yeah, well, but I, yeah, Epic Mickey was conceived from Warren Spector, who grew up obsessed with this little bit of Dis- every little bit of Disney minutia you could have because it was not coming out as hot and heavy back in the day in a way to celebrate. Uh, they call it the wasteland, and it's where yeah. the forgotten stuff goes. And like, I and this is a great us. concept. Like, this is an yeah. awesome idea for a game. And this is what was being revealed in kind of these early press, like, or uh, uh, art concept leaks too. It's like this is like a post-apocalyptic world. We're going to take a darker, more mischievous, like old-style Mickey. He's going to meet up with Oswald the Lucky Rabbit, who in the early days was being pitched as kind of the villain, like the anti-Mickey mm-hmm. who's embittered at being forgotten. And they were going to clash over that. And then Epic Mickey was just a working title for the longest time. Mm-hmm. And somewhere along the line, they just kind of settled on that as a title. And I think that's kind of, to I, me, I that gotta... feels like someone throwing up their hands. <laughs> like, Yeah, like... I, I think it was just like they, the game had sort of leaked and everyone was talking about the game. And when everybody's talking about your game with this title, mm. why change it at yeah, that point? point? Like we'd yeah. already had, if you know how IGN and GameSpot and the side I worked at worked at the time, we made a profile with that as the preliminary game. Like if, pe- if people were Googling it, that's what they were searching for. Yeah. If people recognize it in the headline, that's what they recognize. If you changed it just to put a copyright logo in it, you run the risk of doing something like doing something horrible for the searchability of your game. So I think that is a nice story of like the interested parties kind of made sure that was the name of the game without signing a petition or fighting about it. Yeah. We just, we, just by talking about it, we made sure that remained the game, the name of the game, which but like, you know, what is, 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 what does that name even tell us about the game though? Because I don't even think like playing, playing the original Epic Mickey when I finally got my hands on it, like I said, I was very excited for this concept. And then when it finally came out, I'm like, all right, this is like fine. It's pretty underwhelming. Like I thought it was really drab and like brown looking, uh, and this this gameplay mechanic that they're using is kind of cool. It's it all centers around Mickey using this magic paintbrush, and he can either shoot yeah. paint or paint thinner to make parts of the environment like appear or disappear. Like, well, like the things that appear are all like scripted. It's not like you yeah. can be like I want this kind. It's not like scribble knots or like drawn to life. Where you're like I want no. this kind of thing to appear here. You just like paint a shadow of a piano with your paint, and then a piano. Yeah, appears. right. Yeah, no, that's, exactly. That's that's one of the things in hindsight I I do hate about the game. It's Warren Spector working on it, who had worked on Deus Ex games with like complex morality systems. Yeah, where, like, the choices you made impacted the game. This this never happens in that game, and if it does, I apologize. But it, like, it doesn't impact the game from what I've noticed at all. Like no. the Power of Two or the original. You do have the choice of using paint thinner to delete a character or paint to just cover him sopping and he just sits there. He doesn't necessarily work for you. It, it doesn't matter at all. No. You're not, there's no tally at the end. You don't gain anything by doing, uh, by, <laughs> by doing your renegade run. I mean, it's uh, basically it, like, and, and from like a gameplay perspective, like it's not much different than like, it's not much of an evolution from like Super Mario Sunshine, where like no. a thing yeah. is dirty and then you squirt it and then like it's not dirty anymore. <laughs> Yeah. No, it's actually it's actually like a little more annoying just because like <laughs> yeah. the only thing you can really do is like reappear platforms and you almost never run out of ink because functionally this is a Lego game for like you'll just hit stuff and then arbitrary things will fly yeah. out of sure. it and accumulate those. And uh it's it's obnoxious. And but uh this seems like a mechanic that would be ideally suited to something like physics puzzles or like mm-hmm. or like a red faction style like environmental destruction simulator like put in a big sandboxy kind of world and and 
go nuts with that. Like that's a fun implementation of the concept. This is just kind of fill in the dots. Like it, the building doesn't really change structurally whether you paint it or you don't paint it. Like sometimes you can access a path to get to the top of the building, but it you know there's not really a, like a big sense that yeah, you're you're changing the world in any permanent way. Yeah, it's it, it's I think it's. A fallacy. I think the game was. I was reading about the making of the game. The game. This is Epic Mickey One. Yeah, yeah. The, the game is difficult to make, over budget, uh, delayed, and like it's right. It's it's right at the time. And this is this is now we know is folly. Disney is. Disney had just required uh, like acquired a mobile company that some of my friends worked at mm. for like, I think like a quarter of a billion dollars because they're like there is no future in console games. It's mm. all about live services, Facebook games. Uh, mobile games, microtransactions, and to some extent, that is kind of where Disney gets its bread butter game wise now. Oh, sure, yeah. But, but they were they had made this purchase of Junction Point and just were pretty much ready to abandon the console market. If you don't remember Disney of this period, they made some acquisitions and they made some of the best failures of that generation, mostly racing games. Hmm. Oh, but, like uh, uh, what? What is that? Is that Grid or the one that? Or uh, what? It was pure the ATV one, um, and then Split Second. Split the one Second where you, is the one I'm thinking of. Where, where you would recreate famous crashes from movies on your opponents on the racetrack, Whoa. or bring yeah. a plane down. Like, and it, it still looks good. Yeah, I, and I have both of these for some reason through <laughs> Xbox Games with Gold that I've gotten the last two years, I, I, because the, these companies have been shuttered for almost a decade. But uh, but Disney Disney had. It made a valiant effort to support great developers for games that didn't see that much much success. So when Epic Mickey came out, it kind of came out like a wet fart. It was it sold well. No, it did. It like, sold like two million copies. Not not it was still terrible. It's still it's still a cynical thing that they did. And everyone who did this, people don't seem to learn their lesson. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, with Nintendo platforms, Nintendo things sell great on Nintendo platforms, and not a lot else. And and they announced this game as a Wii exclusive, and we and us and the games uh, business covering games like nothing sells well here. Yeah, this is where this is where third party stuff goes to die. Mm -hmm. There's an exclusive Soul Calibur, Castlevania, uh, Sega games out the the anus. They all go here to die, and they rely on watered down visuals. Uh, and they rely on b uh, bad control schemes right. in order to get on this machine with a huge install base. And it never works out. <laughs> and that's and, and that's kind of my theory is like why some of the steam seems to have come out of this project is because when it was first being developed, this was going to be a PS3, Xbox 360 exclusive. And Disney kind of insisted mm -hmm. on the move over to it's, the Wii. It's a, like, a so they had to pare down their vision quite significantly to be able to cram it onto like a Wii why, why did and I'm Disney positive about this. I'm positive because yeah, everyone was selling. Yeah, that was every. Yeah. yeah, I mean that that seemed like the only console that was moving. And again, it's difficult to think about like a, a, a three a PS three sixty era where people ser serious people believe the console industry is dead. Okay. Yeah, like, I see. And, and it, I, I did work on the tail end of that generation. It was hard to monetize things. They yeah. had, like DLC existed, but I remember working on a Microsoft project. Like we. There was no capability to give the first episode of a multi-episode game on 360 out for free. Right. It was like literally impossible. Hmm. You had to charge them at least a penny because the system couldn't do it. It couldn't give away free things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there was no way they could configure that. PS3 all day. But like, but it was, but little things like this can't be. Uh, I think they wanted to, they wanted to follow that mobile issue like booster packs. Uh, skins, costumes, and I mostly hate all that. But yeah. like, 
if you want to support your live game three years into its release, there's not many other ways to justify that to and keep your team alive than doing stuff like that. Yeah. But that's not... I don't know. Never mind. That's neither here nor there. But Mickey, Epic Mickey, if you, you look at it when when it came out, it's not the public's job to look at this game as like, eh, the visuals look watered down. The camera sucks. But no voice wow, acting. It's impossible to have just a, a unique single player focused <laughs> game. This isn't going to exist for a little while. This this kind of platformer. Yeah, it's not up to them to appreciate that. But like, it's why I do it's why I do appreciate it. Because it was a genre that was kind of dead, celebrating dead characters that I love <laughs> and on this system that I barely play anymore. <laughs> and that that concept still, like of bringing back all these old Disney characters, was enough to bring me in, like as a as an animation nerd, like I was. It was enough to get me to buy the game and like play through uh, it. And I, 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 I want to go. Just, can I go? Can I go through a little bit of that with Epic Mickey One briefly? Yeah, like yeah. How yeah. Many, because I think I challenged myself. Like I'd reviewed the game, I'd previewed the game, I'd done all this write up on it, and like uh, I think we were discussing what can I do, like just sort of marathon that no other website would do. And I can't remember if it was mine or Brett' idea. Brett's idea, like let's just just go through it and see how quickly you get to one hundred Disney history references. Okay, okay. And uh, and and I, I was shocked. I got through like at, like two levels when I was really looking. Like, is that the UFO from the end of Escape to Witch Mountain. Uh, <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, it is. Like it, it's a it's a deeply troubling and, and very obscure reference. Yeah, to, to not not even the Rock remake. We're talking the old seventies ones. <laughs> uh, that kind of stuff. And then I remember doing a preview because I they immediately pegged me like they was, I would ask a question where like we're gonna have to text Warren on this. So that I finally got to do like a one on one thing with Warren at E three and in an Austin. Um, and in Anaheim, <laughs> but it, that, those were always really fun. Cause I'm at, I'm out here spawning, like, uh, I'm looking and you're, it's basically the park mm-hmm. where dead pieces of Disney history go to live or, or alternate user universe, Disney history. Like I tr- keep trying to reiterate, this is inarguably cool, but yeah. I understand it going over the heads of younger kids who just want a solid platformer. Yeah, uh, yeah. You but, may you may not like most kids are not gonna give a shit who this gremlin is or like yeah. things like that. Like they're <laughs> yeah. they're not necessarily gonna care. Yeah, you know? and, and I'm I'm in this version, um and, and I remember talking with Spectre about this. He he's like, I wanted to make this all the best platformers are spoked the same way Disney World is spoked, mm-hmm. where you walk in, you walk, you go in through a tutorial level and then you hit this hub and then branching out from there are the levels that you unlock and go into. I'm like, this man is a fucking genius. I love this guy. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, and Disneyland is structured that, that exact same way. Yeah, yeah. And, um, and, and you, you walk in, you get a tutorial, you get a sense of what's going on and then the world opens up to you and you tackle things one at a time. Uh, and, and he made a little version of Fantasyland and I see like, oh, there's, Dumbo's elephants, and I had remembered reading, you know, the iconic elef- Dumbo elephants you ride in in Fantasyland. Uh, I remember reading Walt for some reason originally wanted them pink because it was from the, the popular song, which also elephants. happened yeah, yeah. to be a drunken hallucination. <laughs> sure. Dumbo was having, and I remember I had it. We had a meeting in our office, and I said verbatim that to the lady. Uh, to to the people repping the game. I'm like, oh yeah, that's in in this game now is a reference to the drunken hallucination no one wanted Walt to go through. That's why they're just regular Dumbo things instead of pink elephants. And then everybody starts frantically texting and that isn't in the game and I blame myself. Oh no, you killed the drunken elephants. 
I blame myself because I, I don't know why Disney's so skittish about that anyway. Is that the most problematic thing in Dumbo, they for Christ's still, sakes? No. <laughs> they still have a ride with Song of the South characters at Disneyland. Like, for why now. Are we, why are we splitting hairs here? I'm, I think it, it, I think it's even funnier. They still have an Xbox One X optimized game with a playable Song of the South level. Disneyland Adventures, everyone. It has a Song <laughs> of the South a, level in that? There's a huge Bear Rapid portion of that game. Oh, my so God. So even if they take it out, you will still be able in 4K to enjoy <laughs> these Bear Rapid levels. <laughs> but we, uh, God forbid, we show the pink elephants scenes that are still in a movie that you are still legally able to watch. <laughs> like, I don't know yes. why they're making it's, that It's decision. the worst. I don't recommend it. The animated sequences are fine. That's neither here nor there. And then I just remember I was previewing it in like a... The cutscenes in the original, and I, I asked why. Why did you make the cutscenes like all text and nonverbal? Yeah. One, they they tried to make it in the uh, Mary Blair is a Disney legend artist. You can see a lot of her artwork that went into Alice in Wonderland, but she did amazing storyboards that inspire the animators who made a lot of stuff. She made Small World. Okay. And uh, in Epic Mickey 2, if you notice, your your save icon is the face of the Small World. Right, right, okay. yeah. And uh, But a more evil version. Uh, Mary Blair is a huge... It's probably, for in a more sexist time, is one of the most notable female artists in the Disney in the Disney pantheon, mm-hmm. and that's why those cutscenes look that way. And I asked, well, why not? Why no dialogue? And he's like, because it's on a Nintendo platform, and all Nintendo platforms don't have dialogue. And I'm like, <laughs> again, I love this guy. He's absolutely <laughs> right. He's absolutely right. Mario, Zelda, it's all text. Yeah. And I was just replaying Breath of the Wild, and like, this feels weird. Why are people talking to me? Oh right, and yeah, I forgot that then, even happened in that so, game. And so, but the story of Epic Mickey One is a game that a very small subsect of gamers were looking forward to. Yeah. But a game that cost Disney so much money, I think it was sort of this, like, you either need to wring a little more out of all the, all the work you put into this first game with some other sequel addressing things, problems that people had, or we're going to shut down this studio, or we'll do both. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, as it would turn out. And, I, uh, I would argue sorry, they now. only did one of those things. But uh, uh, let's yeah. let's jump into Epic Mickey Two. Uh, this game was released November eighteenth, twenty twelve. That's right. Yet another launch game. This is the Wii U is the only system that launched with their entire library on day one. Apparently, uh, this was developed by Heavy Iron Studios and published by Disney Interactive Studios. And it's also available on Wii, PS3, 360, PS4, Xbox One, Vita, and Windows. And uh, Junction Point, yeah, as we mentioned, is the other studio involved here. That was War Inspector Studio. Started I mean, they're, they're, basically they're the Oswald games, yeah. I imagine Heavy Iron is the people who dealt with the Wii U port specifically. They I, are. I've never okay. encountered their name except on some Capcom games I've worked on. But they were uh, not, not they were the creators of uh, the greatest game ever made, uh, Evil Dead: Hail to the King for the Dreamcast, which <laughs> obviously everybody um, remembers that game, plays it daily. Uh, as, as we are, I, I can I can never remember which one is the. Evil Dead game that doesn't suck. Um, uh, I can never remember. There's one where you have like a little AI, like a dwarf demon buddy. That one was okay, I think, right? But I don't remember what that one was called. <laughs> Does it have Bruce Campbell in it? Is he a voice? Oh, I mean, he'll, he'll show up for that character anytime, right? Yeah, pretty much. He said, well, what, maybe one last time. Yeah. Uh, fingers crossed Mortal, for Mortal Kombat. Oh, yeah, that's right. They were talking about he, that. He said, he said he'd retired it, but he worded it in such a way like, what does he mean here? <laughs> so this He's is like, this is the last time I'm going to perform the voice for Ash from <laughs> Evil Dead. I'm like, why did he say Ash from Evil Dead when this has a copyright symbol from Army of Darkness? Oh, right. so, so he might do that Ash. Then. <laughs> it's a different, um, different Ash, yeah. Or a different one from Ash versus Evil Dead, you know, yeah. 
So yeah, like so Epic we Mickey. we kind of covered like Epic Mickey came out and it sold well enough, but it wasn't like a, a barn burner like they were really hoping. And like you said, we wanted to wring something a little bit more out of this. And this no, is for, for a Disney game. It was a, it was an outright failure. I yeah. was I had never been to Disneyland in my life up until like a few weeks before. <laughs> Such a tragic story. My my girlfriend saves up her money and for my birthday takes me to Disneyland. And I go and I kind of put too much stock in it. Like, we need to do everything. <laughs> I don't care if you're sick. <laughs> Let's fight. And uh, it's miserable for everybody. And because it's to me, it's like this thing I've looked up on the internet so many times and wanted to do and just never assumed I'd be in California, be able to afford it, and then get to go. And she makes it happen. And it's really horrible. I think it's three to six weeks later, Disney's like, hey, we have an epic Mick preview in Disneyland. We're going to pay for you to stay in the Disney oh Hotel. My oh, God. wow. And like just totally shitting all over the present she just got me. Oh. So weeks later, I was there, and there are sky-high posters for Epic Mickey. They pulled out the stops to like really, really, really promote this if you, if you on Disney Channel and other places. So they gave it – they did give it – to Disney Interactive's credit, which is mostly dissolved in mobile yeah. nowadays, they gave it their all, and the public wasn't. It was 1.3 million people interested out of an install base of like 200, 300 million, and like so nothing I, overseas, basically, like almost no yeah. impact overseas, which is uh, you know a bigger and bigger chunk of the market these days. Yeah. So, but in cases like this, if you got an engine, you have framework. You can salvage that by like putting fewer resources into a sequel that might possibly sell more, yeah. especially if it's on more platforms. So we get Epic Mickey 2, The Power of 2. And we also get Sorry. on the same day that this one was released, uh, which is something we keep encountering on this show. It's like same day simultaneous releases. We get uh, Epic Mickey, The Power of Illusion, which is a 3DS spinoff. I loved it. It's like a straight up 2D kind of castle. It yeah. takes place in the Castle of Illusion. It's kind of like oh, a secret okay. Castle of Illusion sequel. Which which is all this stuff... Um, let me I, all the stuff I didn't really know that like one way or another Disney owns the content of all these games whether or not some other company developed it because like that was all developed like in-house by Sega Genesis stuff and meanwhile Junction Point for the 3DS has this the fourth World of Illusion game right with none of the people who have ever worked on it and I don't know if a cent went towards uh any of the original developers because their name isn't on it. And I only think that's funny if you played Epic Mickey one and went to Mickey junk mountain, that's where like my mind was blown because mm -hmm. you just see box art for all the Capcom games, right? And the, uh, high tech games and every piece of Mickey merchandise you can think of with those makers logos removed. Oh. But it's just like, wow, I'm walking on a giant super Nintendo game, uh, <laughs> giant Capcom game with their name torn off of here. It's very strange. Which is which is great. But and it, and those kind of elements are those translate into Epic Mickey too as well as like the elements of the game that I I do find that I enjoy. Uh, you know, but they they did want to bring in uh some additional talent. Like previously, like we mentioned, a comic book artist Peter David was working with the first game. This time they brought in Marv Wolfman, aka the creator of Blade, who uh, co-wrote a lot of the wow. content in here. Uh, you know, but yeah, this game needed to sell about 2 million copies for Disney to break even on this and kind of like, uh, it justify like the trilogy that Warren Spector had planned, but this topped mm -hmm. out at around a quarter of that. And it was a big enough bomb that the, the final trilogy entry and another spinoff cart racer game were just canceled outright. Mm -hmm. Junction point was shut down. Disney interactive studios, like you mentioned, is also pretty much shut down at this point. Like they don't, really I, do I remember I was actually working on a Disney game. When this came oh, out, really? like I transitioned from press to 
working it directly for a publisher and for I w- was talking to some other people who worked at publishers publishers who were also making things uh, nostalgic things for new new video games and this was really scary. Yeah. Cuz like uh cuz Sega had was re- re- you know we were working on du- DuckTales remastered and Sega was reembarking on uh, what was it? Castle of Illusion. Oh, okay. A remake of that that you can't find anymore. And um, I played it on mobile. Harmonix was, was working on. Yeah. yeah. There was another one, I think. But like, yeah, like, how does this gonna? How is this gonna bode? Maybe like, there's not an audience for this. And like, it turns out what we were working on were, was different. Right. We're not trying to reestablish Mickey as a game character. We're reestablishing this game franchise as a game franchise. Well, right. And what right. I want to what I want to say here is like, because a lot of the points that you guys have brought up is like, this game has a lot of cool things for like. Disney and animation nerds and things like that, and the market yeah. for that wasn't as big as we'd hoped. But like, I feel like what you guys right. are painting a little bit here is like that was the reason that this game didn't do well was because people weren't interested in like the Disney history. And to me, I think the real issue, especially for this second game, is this game sucks. It's real it's, fucking bad. It, yeah, it, it's like, so it, bad. It sucks. It's like technically the things I wanted out of Epic Mickey One. Could have been better served in a documentary on Turner Classic Movies. Right. Yeah, like, you I don't think... have to build, build a multi-billion-dollar platform out of this. Yeah, like and it, make a bad one. If you're going to say, Mickey like, 2, you're right. Like it's it's just a bunch of like ham-fisted notes. Add in dialogue. Make. I remember I had never heard the term couch co-op, but that's the way they put it. Yeah, we want couch drop in, drop out. Sure. But if, and if you're not playing co-op, this game is horrible. <laughs> Getting Oswald to do what he needs to do for you to move and progress. So that, sucks. That, yeah, we should we should touch on that. Like, so this the big gimmick here, in addition to like the paint and thinner mechanic that's coming back from the first game, the big gimmick is on the couch drop in, drop out co-op. You where one player controls Mickey and one player controls Oswald. And Mickey is always gonna be the dominant character. Mickey's the one who can do all the combat, who can like advance the story, can do all the paint stuff. Oswald gets a remote control that he can use to power up certain switches. And he has the ability to hover and you can grab onto his feet like tails and kind of carry you over things. So one player with a Wiimote can just press a button at any time to jump into the game and take control of these puzzles. I, to, to put this in too real quick, like it's worth noting, like even though this is an essential part of this game, when you mm-hmm. drop in for the co-op, it splits into split screen. Mm-hmm. Every yeah. time, <laughs> split screen platforming is terrible. It's so bad. Because you have no sense, like the level design in this game is already like, very obtuse and doesn't really make sense, which uh-huh. kind of, I get it because you're like in a weird cartoon world, but it still doesn't even follow its own logic. So yeah. there's no layout of like why something is here versus there. And then when you split that screen in half vertically, it's just so hard to get a handle on where we are. Like I couldn't figure out, we were playing this, Steve and I were playing this game co-op and like I just had a much more pleasant time dropping out and watching you play because I could actually yeah. get an idea of what the environment looked like. Well, and sometimes it just, we needed it to happen. Like, Oswald will go to the right place to, like, solve a puzzle. Like, Ed, Well, yeah, which, that's the other thing that's yeah. insane about this game is because they're like, okay, co-op is the big feature of this game. They have to design gameplay elements around this co-op. Yeah. But then if you're playing one player, they're like, okay, Oswald needs to touch this switch with this. And you're like, but why? There's no sense of, like, yeah, like a co-op game where you're playing with the computer just feels weird. Yeah, and I I needed to. It feels it feels awful because most co op games have realized like this character, the character you're not playing as, should walk up to the thing he needs to touch and just do it. Whereas Oswald will 
I know he needs to do something here, but I cannot get him to do what he needs <laughs> yeah. to do. He will not. And there's no indicator at all like you need to do this to open this up. I think it it really does lean into its open worldness a little more than it. I, I felt all the time like you need to tell me what I need to do here because like I'm playing this on a much larger TV than I had back then yeah. and much better resolution and I can't see shit. Yeah, we're still using these. We're still using the assets from a game that was meant to be in a 480p. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you? For, we're, we're working 480p assets up res. Did so you like, play this on the Wii or what system did you play this one on? I played this today on 360. On 360, okay. See, so yeah, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm curious, like because oh, sorry, Xbox One. Oh yeah, via yeah. The 360. I, I was yeah. I was curious because like we weren't sure if some of the technical issues we were running into were coming from the Wii port, the Wii U port, or not. Like if that was just exclusive to that, yeah. because we were getting some major issues to the point that the game broke. We, yeah, like we'll, literally, my game my game file well, was corrupted. I got to tell you, in terms of the content of your show. <laughs> You really did pick the worst Nintendo platform that's ever existed. It's true. It has the worst ports I've ever encountered, played, and worked on. Yeah. Uh, This has been a recurring problem is we're like, we know that this is not a good game, but does this seem extra buggy? Like, (laughs) yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. When we started, it's like the cutscenes had no sound. Like the game had sound, like when we actually started and could run around, but the cutscenes were just totally silent. Yeah, and so I, <laughs> we we had to adjust settings on Steve's TV, and then apparently he reset it, and it worked eventually. But like, we have played a lot of games for this show, be it the Nintendo sixty four, the Wii U, yeah. And so like, this is not something that I'm gonna let pass as like you know, like your game should know how to play sound, right? Um, That's kind of a basic uh, basic core kind of a thing that you should. I, I had the the first the, the at launch, I was playing. I remember playing. I'm gonna buy Assassin's Creed. Three Black Flag, I can't even remember. Yeah, what, which one I was playing. I'll buy the Wii U port because it's the you know the system just came out. I'm lucky enough to get one, and then I'm like, I remember playing like bold. There's no sound in this intro. That is so bold. This oh, and then I oh realized, shit, people was... are people's mouths are actually moving. There should be sound. You thought it was and like I the beginning of what there to will do. be and blood. Like, <laughs> like for 25 minutes, there's just no talking. <laughs> and I, I look in the menu, and it's like, oh, it's because I have surround sound. Tur- if yes. I turn off system wide surround sound, I'll get the sound back in this game, and it was never fixed for months. I don't want to throw anybody under the bus. We got a gift from somebody who worked at a studio. Let me just say that is so big they don't make just games. Right. They sent their games and and I Wii U, it's like a year old. I put the games in like, dude, none of these work. And I didn't know how to like email them like, is this a problem <laughs> with and like no one's told you yet? Like, is that how low these things are selling? Yeah, yeah. The like do they just the not Wii U, it's still that you don't a know that like brand new retail games do not work in your like when put inside this system. I played it yesterday. Oh my God! It, like it's the worst. If I if I never get a chance to say that again, I cannot believe what you guys are doing. <laughs> this is beyond Virtual Boy, the worst system Nintendo has ever put out. It's kind of what we're learning. We're so learning that yeah. we played this game a couple days ago, and yeah. then I came back a little bit before we started recording today, and I'm like, Steve, did you play this? Did it get any better? Yeah, I, like, I played for uh, Chris probably about the same amount you played, about two, three. Yeah, hours. and you're yeah. like, yeah, it got a little better. There's these 2D sections, and I'm yeah. like, okay, let, like I want to try that. Let, let's right. boot the game up. I'll try a 2D <laughs> section. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We boot the game up. The continue. 
it opens just, up on the little two D section where it's it's recreating Night at Bald Mountain but like on the Fantasia, camera's which is cool. Mickey's head, like yeah. it looks like kind of like almost the first like you press top C on Mario sixty four. Sure, yeah, yeah. And the game's yeah. totally frozen. Totally frozen, and like the color is slowly draining out of the environment, and you can't move, you can't press start, Mickey's you can't like do anything. Skinny arms are just sort of slowly waving through the air, yeah. and <laughs> like, I'm like he just oh, doesn't care. I, I broke your system somehow, Steve. So you turn it off, restart it, and I'm like, all right, we're gonna continue again. Yeah, same exact thing. So we had to wipe your game that you played for two hours. So literally, the game was. The continue where you had saved had totally frozen was unplayable. It's almost like, as if playing Epic Mickey 2 was a waste of my time. <laughs> like, I, I'm almost starting to feel like that. Like yeah. It hurts. It just I'm so behind this project, and I understand the passion from which it came. And, and just none of this is ideal. No. None of this is ideal. The only thing I remember, Spectre, he, like, he literally, like, was very clear. Like they forced us to put co-op in, they forced it to right. make it multi-platform and they forced us to put dialogue in. So, and he's like, so I found a way to do something that I wanted to do, which is to make the whole game a musical. And I'm like, dude, Loved it. you're the I, best specter. I love that. And I sat element. down to yeah. play it. And like, I really would like to skip this. I don't like most dialogue in most video games in this takes 1,000 times longer. <laughs> you didn't, and, you didn't and, love and all the Carrie Elwes action from, uh, from Gus the Gremlin? Yeah. yeah. Oh, and the, yeah, if I'd never said that, the Gremlins. You know about the Gremlins? Yeah, yeah. Oh, what the Gremlins, about? The, the Gremlins are great. Yeah. Because that, uh, all of Epic Mickey is a place where forgotten Disney characters go, but there was this... I was already at Suncoast in like 2000, and the whole, all of a sudden the story of Roll Dolls, World War II Disney collaboration, the Gremlins comes Right. Up. And they they publish uh, the book that was supposed to come out next to the movie. The movie never happened. I believe there's a Bugs Bunny cartoon. I forget what it's, I think Falling Hair is what it's called, where he's dealing with a gremlin, a, these mythical creatures who attack World War II planes. Yeah, they put the sh- they put the I, anvil in his parachute, things like that. Yeah, I remember yeah. that cartoon. Yeah, yeah. If you, it's like the only time I think you'll see the word ass in a Bugs Bunny cartoon. <laughs> he runs out of the plane in an accident, and he just says jackass. Oh, right. Yeah. Uh, it it it's a great cartoon, but that's that is a gremlin. And Roldal, the creator of Willy Wonka and the, probably a bunch of racist shit, I haven't looked at. <laughs> but uh, they they were he was collaborating with Disney to make this project that never came to fruition. Uh, Fifty fifty years later. All those characters become major players in Epic Mickey. Yeah, that's the kind of thing that I think is super fucking charming and like really appeals to me and makes me want to love this game. Oh, I'm I'm so on board with that element of it. And like we were talking about how there are like these 2D side scrolling levels that kind of connect the different hub worlds. And I thought those were super fun. Like I feel like we were getting kind of an image of what the 3DS game must be like. And because it's like that, you go into the tunnel and like. It's an entire world that's been kind of Rube Goldberg together with uh, antique Disney propaganda or like a paraphernalia, like yeah. which is awesome. I love well, that. That to me is the thing that's so frustrating about this game is this game does not have to be very good for the people who would like it to get what they want yeah. out of it. Exactly. Like, both of you right. guys, if this game was like a solid like 6.5 out of 10 where like the core mechanics were like easy and clean and playable, like... You I would have played like, through it. You yeah. would be like, oh, yeah, I'm just in this game for like the Disney minutia and arcana. And like, I just like being in this world. But like, this game is like a three. Like, just playing it is so frustrating. And like, we had been playing it for like 40 minutes. And you're just, you said it perfectly. You're just like, I'm just not engaged with this at all. Yeah. There's it's nothing not... here that like makes you interested. No, no, there really wasn't. And like, 
the slowdown when you first get the, the mean street just is kind of running your first around big the hub, hub world. And yeah. you're just you're just chugging so bad. It feels like your characters are underwater. Like it's not even like a struggling frame rate. It's just like a really, really incredibly slow the moving. The time characters. from when you like jump and sort of float through the air to when you land, it's like takes one second. Yeah, and it, yeah, it just it does not feel right. No, no, and uh, you know it, things get slightly a little more advanced as you go along. You get these abilities, get like fairy sketches, which are kind of different additional magic powers you can cast using the touchpad. Okay. Uh, you find some different ink wells that'll make you invisible or invincible for short periods of time. But those are annoying because, like the invisibility one, you dunk yourself in the ink. But if you double jump or move beyond like a, a slow crawl, then all of the ink falls off you and you're visible again and you can't sneak past the. the oh, yeah. Any game mechanic areas, is like, know? that's like, hey, walk really slow. Yeah. Like, that's never a good Boom. mechanic. No, yeah. no. Literally, I mean, he's already I mean, moving so slow. It happens so much to this it does. day. It does. Don't call it stealth. I know what this yeah. is. <laughs> <laughs> this is a crawling simulator. We're going to make the game take longer by encouraging you to walk at one fourth the speed. Yeah. Uh, another thing I want to give a shout out to, though, interesting to me, the, 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 the new casting. Of the Mad Doctor. Yeah. Mad Doctor, Disney hates for multiple reasons. Uh, one, because his cartoon from like 1929 or 31 is really legitimately scary. Revealed huh. to be all a dream, but a ton of skeletons and saws coming to Pluto's skull. Uh, oh. Like, it's it's scarier than most Disney cartoons. Yeah, it's cool. It is also one... You know, I, I I watched most of my cartoons on video back in the 80s, and th- we bought most of those videos at like big gas stations. (laughs) And those are cartoons that fall in the public domain. And if you wonder why they're in the public domain, a lot of them involve weird rights issues and a lot of racism. (laughs) Disney, Disney forgot to renew the, the uh, copyright on this. So for one one year, it slipped in the pu- public domain and made it on all these truck stop animated VHS. Oh, weird. Yeah. Okay. Um, and it, it's a little scary, but he becomes the main bad guy. But the thing that I thought was so great, and I just remember Warren Spector telling me this, and I'm just hoping that he told it, he looked at me when he said it because he knew I would care. They actually have to cast the voice of Oswald. So Oswald didn't have a voice oh, yeah. in the previous game. And he's like, uh, yeah, we wanted to give it to someone we thought was significant who had not been a Disney character before. And um, and I just remember talking more. I'm like, who is it? And he's like, he's like, yeah, we, uh, his name is Frank Welker. And I'm just like, yes! <laughs> yes! Yes! <laughs> yes! Frank Welker is one of the most prolific voice actors that has ever lived. Almost a thousand... Uh, a thousand entries on IMDb. Yeah, any, he is any most animal famous. noise, right? Yeah, it's Frank Walker. Yeah, exactly. You know what I'm talking about, Steve. Mostly animal, does a ton of animal noises. To this day, I think he still does Figaro on the Mickey Mouse Clubhouse show, oh, wow. which is what I named my cat after. It's Pinocchio's cat that's now Minnie's cat. Uh, he did Santa's Little Helper. He did Nibbler on Futurama. Uh, he did, he, and, uh, yeah, he did yeah, a, my, Fred from Scooby-Doo. My favorite yeah. is a boo. He did a boo for Aladdin, did he, didn't he which also I love just because like, himself? Yeah, he's currently he, Scooby Doo. No, yeah, okay. after Don Messick died, he is he's the original Scooby-Doo. Fred. Yeah, okay, he is it. the original Fred. And when Don Messick died, he took over for Scooby Doo. And it's he kind of can write his own ticket, and that clearly seems to be one of the only things he wants to do now. He loves being Fred, and he loves being Scooby. Even the new movie, Will Forte is your new Fred, or no, no, he's not. He's Fred. Uh, Shaggy. Yeah, else. yeah. He's shaggy, so but Fred he's still like Scooby Doo or something weird. Yeah, yeah, but he's still Scooby. Yeah, but yeah. but he's still he's uh, Frank Welker is still Scooby Doo, and it's the if most sustained a- dialogue Scooby Doo will ever have too. Is in that, that yeah. terrible Scoob movie. Yeah, but yeah, 
<laughs> yeah, and Frank Frank Welker is just I I used to cover Christmas specials for a living and he almost every Christmas special ends with him playing this kind of Santa. Wait, I feel like we need Thank to back you. up like 10 seconds. Thank you so much. Thank you so you, much, Pac-Man. You've saved You used Christmas. to cover Christmas specials for a living? I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not a living. Nobody was paying me. Christmas specials. Nobody was paying me, but I was I uh I did it for for actual work, very hard work, like a thousand words on 25 Christmas specials every December. Uh every one for every day of December for four or five years. Wow. I had some help in there, but like that is almost a hundred articles written by me. Uh, sometimes with not a lot of time in between them. Sure. <laughs> Just You're... a lot of late nights. This is what I'll do this morning, I guess. Alvin the Chipmunks, here we go. This is so good. <laughs> oh, <man>. uh, <laughs> you're, you're actually how I discovered uh, the Christmas toy, the Jim Henson uh, yes. anim- or, yeah, uh, uh, puppet thing from the 80s. Yeah, and Emmett Otter and mean, all those. Do you mean yeah. the, the basis for uh, Toy Story? I hear you. Yeah. I hear oh, you. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it feels like Toy Story took a lot from the Christmas toy. Uh, so, I mean, uh, I don't really have too much more about Epic Mickey 2. I mean, other than like, yeah, it, it, it just, it just, uh, <laughs> yeah, no, please hit, hit, hit me with it. Cause like, no, no, just that, that like, um, the co-op thing I think is the most disappointing yeah. in that it requires two players to play. It's like, as if, if you're playing Sonic 2 and you need to wait for Tails to catch up and figure out how to unlock a gate, yeah. even though he's lost, fallen off a cliff, and will not activate the gate once he shows <laughs> yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. He, he, he just has to figure it out. It, it's, it's not good. And it, it's something about it, if it wasn't for the musicals and, and things like that, it would feel cynical. Like People are like, this is going nowhere. We're not going to save our jobs. We should not put that much of an effort into saving this franchise. Yeah. Or, or our company. This would be the last company of Warren Spector's, you know, prolific, would would be prolific video game company. Yeah. Um, now now that franchise, like Deus Ex is a thing again, who knows? He could have still be working on it at his, yeah, I'm hope- at his own company. Hopefully, and yeah, he still has uh, some residual rights for the Deus Ex franchise, but like... Yeah, it, that, I mean, that feels the like company. a bummer. He's, and he's, like, he'll do, he'll be fine. You, it's, it's more. You even mentioned yeah. like the the musical numbers. Like we were we were uh, revisiting one of those before we got started, with and sound. we just like with sound. Yeah, now with sound. Uh, yeah. uh, but it, it's it's like so listless. Like if if you think of a musical yeah. number, like you know, the it, I'm not expecting it to be like creme de la creme. I don't want it to be like be our guest or anything like that. I. I no. But I want like something more than just the mad doctor standing on top of a machine and singing like this kind of lazy song. And everyone else is kind of just standing and looking at him. Yeah, no like one's responding. But that, but, yeah. But that would have been more fun if if like why don't you just parody classic Disney songs? So I understand I don't understand. I won't pretend I understand this. But I worked on some Disney afternoon projects yeah. and you know, we asked we asked for the original music from the TV shows and like, cool, here we go, all the rights are taken care of. I sincerely doubt that's the case when you're talking about like Oscar winners and Elton John and Alan Rice and shit. But but to do parodies of BR guests, like that's what they should have done. Uh, you should you should do parodies of recognizable Disney songs we either know or every Disney movie has one to two songs that were cut. And that make it on an album, like do something that I don't know, make the fans happy. Yeah. But whatever. At the end of the day, this, this like when I look at this now, compared to what the first game was, I'm like, this is just a total kids game. It is just a child. Yeah. Game. 
It's not very good or rewarding for an adult. There is literally no challenge other than having no idea what you're supposed to be doing at any given point. And that's just so diluted from the initial concept that just had me so excited about this game. And just mm -hmm. like, and again, I think you stumble on it right. Like, I think just 10% more effort because the mad scientist is singing this song that is essentially like the most fun song in any Disney movie, which is like the villain yeah. seduction song. It's like, it's the villain, mm -hmm. like being charming and trying to talk you into doing something that maybe not so good. It's, it's Dr. Facilier and princess and the frog or scar in Lion King. Exactly. Like right. the, this is something you could do. That's really fun. That can establish. This is like a fun kind of roguish villain character. And it's, there's just no energy into it at all. It's just so weird that like, in terms of games that are like, love letters to Disney, like, Kingdom Hearts so blows this game out of the water, and that's, like, a game where, like, Disney's only like kind of, like, half of the equation. Yeah. Like, it, it's just so weird yeah. that the thing that stars Disney's mascot that they specifically put in just feel, I don't know, just doesn't have any I, of that. I think I, I, would, I would just argue that Epic Mickey seeks to do something more interesting than Kingdom yeah, sure. Hearts, but it does, it, it does ultimately fail at being coherent game in a different way than Kingdom Hearts King, Kingdom Hearts 3 is the first time I ever felt genuinely sorry for a voice actor because Tony Anselmo is trying to yeah. say just a bunch of like Square Enix nonsense yeah. In Donald yeah. Duck's voice, and I'm just like, oh, we really the heartless from the blah, 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 blah. I'm like, dude, oh god, I, I, feel I, like... I can only do him. I can only do him as Gollum too. Yeah, see, that's <laughs> that's it. Yeah, my I default to either Gollum or Ray Romano. Those are my impressions. Yeah. My my mom does a great Donald, and I cannot, I cannot do it even slightly. Oh yeah, I don't even know I... how you make your voice do that, and to give him that much dialogue in like this very tense, nonsensical RPG is like, oh man, that, I feel bad for the guy. But yeah, if, if your listeners don't know that, like, uh, Disney's pretty adamant that um, the voices for these characters remain consistent yeah, yeah. from game to game. And, and so Tony Anselmo and Bill Farmer, they're all here in this game, too, yeah. Yeah, and Tony, Tony like, there have been two official voices for Donald Duck. And I, I'm sure, you know, occasionally in the parks or on a record, you've heard someone else, but I think that's just a neat thing yeah. for like a, a character that's existed for a hundred years, been played by two people. It's pretty cool. Two people. I mean, like even Daffy Duck has had like more mix-ups than, than Donald Duck has, but even not, not even that many. Yeah. Yeah. True. Is that Bill Farmer too? He's one of the Looney Tunes as well. What consistent Looney Tunes? Oh, I forget which one. Uh, I forget. Yeah. Yeah. And Selma, if you don't know, like uh, I, I lived in San Francisco for a while and the, the Disney museum, like, Oh, there's this beautiful, uh, display of art from Pinocchio, mm. and that is like the animation cells. I'm boring your listeners. No, that, no. That are like, <laughs> we're here for that. This. People have kept in in great, uh, like you know, UV proof glass and out of direct sunlight. No kids putting snot nose fingerprints all over them, and they're just corroding anyway. It's like it's been almost a hundred years. And I look below, like where who, whose collection is this borrowed from? And it's like. Tony Anselmo, mm. that home, the, the dude lives it. He, <laughs> he lives his job. Yeah, nice. He loves Disney. Like a museum has borrowed most of his personal collection. That's amazing. To display Pinocchio art. Love that dude. <laughs> uh, trained by Clarence Ducky Nash personally. Oh, wow. The original voice of Donald. And, and that's if you like the old cartoon, seeing Clara Bell Cow, Clara Cluck, everyone, <laughs> oh, uh, Horace Horse Collar, all those kind of people. Some of like the random pirates from Peter Pan like pop up in here, like they're given names for the first time. Like I don't know, yeah. There's, there's, yeah. There's, again, all these cool Easter egg stuff would be would be really fun to dig into if this game wasn't just fucking broken. Like it just doesn't yeah. work. Uh, it's, it's a it's a it's a true shame because yeah. there's it, there's something. 
I remember some review my reviewer friends and like, sorry, dude, this is getting a terrible score. Yeah. And like, uh, maybe they'll patch it before release date. So if we're talking about it now, it's over. Yeah, yeah, it is over. It was never it was never. I've touched it never since fixed. then. It, it's some. Um, it's something that you you could totally fix and just the co op. I, I really think it's the co op that that breaks a lot of this stuff. Yeah. Um, just, and just, and I, I know like I'm so used to not paying attention to game dialogue because it's almost always awful sure. and utilitarian and there'll be a prompt that says, this guy just told you to collect the magic sandals, yeah. go do that. Sure. Whereas like I was, you know, Epic Mickey looked down at my phone and then I'm like, whoa, this guy's telling me something to do. <laughs> oh. And then I, I like, I can't access his dialogue yeah. again. And I'm in this room where I can select 13 different things <laughs> and I have like no idea what he just said. Can't ask him again. Totally lost. But then on like... And it might have been something to progress my game, the, the story or gameplay. And then there'll be later puzzles where like characters will just not stop telling you what to do. Like you yes. hear Pete over and over, oh, you have oh. to push that pipe. No, no, you that really have so to push it. I'm fucking serious. Push that fucking pipe, asshole. Like, yeah. When Oswald keeps saying, this one's mine, I got it. I'm like, then do it. <laughs> do it, Oswald. I don't believe you. You called it. I've been proud. I would do it. Just give me the remote. I'll do it. I've been it. standing oh next to this God. like junction box trying to make you notice it for like five minutes. It's also one of those games. It's not I, like it's not like Tales and Sonic 2 where like uh, if he if you lose him, He'll just catch up on his own. Like right. you need to wait for Oswald to physically ride whatever elevator you just took. Like he needs, <laughs> he doesn't just blip into existence. You need to wait for him to catch up. It sucks so much because there's so like yeah, I'm, I'm halfway like my critical mind says this is awful. My Disney loving mind like there's a lot to. I just walked in like whoa, that is just the th- the three little pigs. <laughs> we have 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 we talked about the three little pigs yet? It, it there. They were originally like sort of more popular than like the Mickey Donald Goofy of, of everything. Yeah, they yeah. Just, they hit they hit a merchandising cha- like a like vein before like M- Mickey had a watch. But for something something about the Three Little Pigs, they're like one of Disney's biggest first successes that like no one of our generation, the previous mm. one even, has any idea of. And all of a sudden, they showed up and like the Three Little Pigs are in this game. <laughs> the, the Lonesome Ghosts are in this. Role. Yeah, yeah. I love you know. Yeah, the Lonesome Ghosts, like all that stuff, and it really makes me happy. But it's so frustrating to get to. And the the first game had a lot of that, but uh, yeah, it's just that yeah, the co op angle here ruins everything. I agree. Myself. No, no, I'm I'm with you. I'm with you. Giving you the reins back. Uh, well, I I, I I think that about covers it. I think we've we've talked about Epic Mickey more than or Epic Mickey two more than anybody else ever uh, would or yeah, should. Uh, you know, so um, let's move on to our rankings here and see how this game uh, compares to the rest of the Wii Universe lineup that we've seen so far. Yeah, I will I will say this should be something I personally stream after a while. I want to see you stream a, this. Yeah, I'd want to see your take yeah, on this I, as it goes until it breaks. <laughs> This this is available um, to play pretty much. I mean, outside of Wii U, it's pretty much everywhere. Um, yeah, it's on Steam and it's and it's on Xbox Live to this day, and I, I think PSN as well. So if you're curious, and these things have a tendency to go away forever, might as well pick it up at a. I'm sure it's cheap. Yeah, 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 absolutely. I know I yeah, did. this this was not an expensive one. All right, so currently, uh, my top game uh, that we've played so far is Shovel Knight, and the bottom of my list is Turbo Super Stunt Squad. Woody's top game is Super Mario 3D World. Bottom game is SpongeBob SquarePants Plankton's Robotic Revenge. Uh, why don't you start off with where, where do you right. think this is landing for you? Because I'm really, I'm, I'm, I was sh- I'm talking myself out of where I had it before. I was shocked how bad of a game this was, and I don't, I don't <laughs> yeah. have the nostalgia. I mean, nostalgia is a weird word because, like, this stuff came out before you guys were born. That's yeah, being referenced sure. here. But I don't have that, like, basis and, like, 
I'm a historian. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm not triggered. I don't. I don't squeak of joy when I see the three little pigs in, in a Disney game. Um, and so I was just. I this this to me is like a bad game of almost calamitous proportions. Like when you think like. Mickey is like Disney's most important character. Yeah. He does not show up in a lot of games. Like I expect SpongeBob to be in a shit game because that's the precedent that has been set for SpongeBob. Sure. But like I expect that if a game is like led by Warren Spector and like D- Mickey is in it, like effort is going to be put in. And like this game is just of a tremendously low quality. And so I'm putting it behind uh, like number 14 behind the Walking Dead game. Under, under the Walking Dead game. So it's better than the Turbo Snail game, and it's better than the SpongeBob game. But oh, I would rather... The, the DreamWorks Turbo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. yeah. The Ryan Reynolds... Yes. Okay. I, I referenced that last week on a show for some reason. Very too. weirdly, a uh, Tony Hawk knockoff game. Not yeah. a racing game. <laughs> Not a racing anyway. game. Could have yeah. been a racing game. Should have been a racing game. It's a movie about a racing So snail. I would rather play the terrible Walking Dead game than, uh, than this one. Yeah. yeah. Oh, is that... Okay. Survival instinct yeah. with uh, with Norman Reedus. Uh, yeah, it's like the prequel for Daryl. Like, wow, I remember, I remember that because that like came out very fast. It was rushed. And, it like, was real rushed. And, and then, it, and then it, like it, this thing we announced last week is available now <laughs> and has Norman Reedus. And I'm like, ooh, this is this is not. Oh no, it is not um, good. This. It's quite bad. It's quite bad. I think for me, it uh, also didn't help that this game had no sound initially and then proceeded to freeze on us and make you lose your save. <laughs> exactly. So. Like even if I wanted, I, to actually, keep going. I actually had that written down. I was excited to see a Three Little Pig, but then. Anybody who doesn't care about that, who is now talking to a three little pig, like, what <laughs> the fuck am I doing playing this stupid fucking sure. game? This pig is rhyming at me. <laughs> His hat is green. This is the dumbest thing I've ever played. <laughs> so, I think for yeah, me, weirdly, I, uh, I've got mine in the same place, but it's going to be above Walking Dead rather than just below it. Uh, so it's my it's my third to lowest game underneath SpongeBob above Walking Dead Survival Instinct. Yeah, I, I kind of came down in the same place. I had this a little higher when we started this conversation. And then I think by the time I got to the end of it, I'm like, yeah, this this game is just kind of busted. Like, it's not fun on a gameplay level, and it's broken on a technical level. Like th- this is uh, this is a big swing and a miss for for it. And and the that's a very good point that like for Disney to be this cavalier with their most popular like biggest character and just kind of like this this total wet fart of a game that also killed the career of a developer that I really appreciate. You know, like and and uh, wanted to see more stuff out of. And just the 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 overall failed uh, de- promise on the delivery of this franchise, I think it's it's going pretty low. The only thing saving it is the th- the fact that I am a Disney nerd and I like seeing these little references and I like some of the two D sections. Uh, but that's really kind of all that you can hang your hat on with this game. Yeah. Uh, and oh wow, this this was almost a Wii U launch game. Okay. Yeah, yeah, this was. There, there's 27 launch games, which is an, a ridiculous, uh, uh, like top <laughs> top heavy uh, amount of games to be putting on the system. Yeah, your cup runneth over nowadays. Oh my goodness. Well, Chris, thank you so so much for making the time. I know you've got so oh. many podcasts <laughs> going on, so we we really appreciate Apologize you adding your expertise. For talking. To no, this no, one. that's that's great. Mm-hmm. If it had if it had been me, just Steve and I talking, it would have just been me like whining. Which, is, which <laughs> I've already, I feel like I've already had more episodes of me whining in our 16 <laughs> episodes of Wii U <laughs> than I had over the whole course of Nintendo 64. This is so. putting us through it. It's putting us through it because, I mean, yeah. if, if you guys die and have done enough good things to go to heaven, <laughs> you'll get to do a show about the Super Nintendo yeah. and never have to worry about exactly. that. Exactly. See, that'd be and, great. And, because where everything's pretty okay. Even, yeah. even your worst Final Fight clone is 
little better than a bad SpongeBob. Yeah, game, but this <laughs> this this is such a. I'm I'm so proud of moving <laughs> on to the pain of the N64. That's and all we I wanted. Hated, I have hated the Wii U. I hated the Wii U instantly. And the last time I turned it on was to give a friend whose kid desperately wanted to play Mario Kart, but they couldn't afford slash find a switch. Sure. So I'm like, I'm dusting yeah. off my old Wii U. Gonna update it and like just to get that thing to the home menu is like. Two and a half minutes. Oh, I, How are you doing I've been this? struggling so much to get my uh, Wii U hooked up to the internet at all. I've got a wired LAN connection. It just won't recognize the internet anymore. So like, yeah. you know, and some games are blocking me from updating and like continuing to play. So it's it's an ongoing struggle, but <laughs> I'm still... the world's most boring saga. I'm still standing by it's, the choice to do the Wii U <laughs> because I think like, I, I like exploring these huge failures like this. I like kind of seeing like, all right, is there anything redeemable coming out of this? So far, so far a few, no. a few. Yeah, Mario's good. Shovel Knight's good. Yeah, but, but you, you can, can play, play those this on all other you can, systems. That's true. You, you can did, play them on other Wii, systems you, now. The Wii U is not redeemed until we find a Wii U exclusive that is worth playing. Yeah. So this yeah, is our quest. I mean, that's gonna. I, I have not. I have not gone gone seeking that grail. Yeah. Yeah. Whoop. But everything I had on my checklist, like please liberate from the system, everyone did already. <laughs> so I don't. You, you will have to find something very special. We're we're, we're gonna keep going. Yeah. But um, Chris, where can people find all of your podcasts and all of your stuff and support you? Oh, I host other podcasts like Laser Time. Pop culture show. You were doing a we're doing a fun show making fun of television hmm. about about channel drift. Oh, um, like Bravo used to be an opera station, and now it's like uh, yeah, yeah. I Andy think you'd Cohen's be surprised. There's friends. like several stations that used to like trade and like exclusively in ballet and foreign huh. movies about the end of the world, <laughs> and now we're just full on trash reality. TLC probably the, like, the biggest uh, example of that. Yeah, that's what we try. What channel is the drift? Is it is it his, is it like Discovery where they like used to teach you things, and now they're just like, what about ancient aliens? Yeah, like, like uh, I feel that's pawn I, shops. that is sadly uh, that is sadly history. Oh channel. yeah, it's history. <laughs> right. Okay, okay, yeah, the history channel. Uh, that for, had for like 20 years had the reputation of being the Hitler station and nowadays you're like I wish there was more yeah it's right. like they, they started oh like God. what if we told you true things that happened and then now they're like what if we just made up shit <laughs> like, not, not to ruin a highlight my favorite thing that ever happened in 2017 the History Channel aired Planet of the Apes oh like, wow perfect you should change the title of this whole channel to a history channel, <laughs> like a not a specific Ape one. History channel, that'd yeah. be good. One where the maniacs blew it up <laughs> again. My one of my favorite Disney characters now, the Charles <laughs> Taylor from Planet. Is he of the a Apes. Disney princess now? Technically, he is a Disney princess awesome. now. Yes, awesome. so is so is Zira, Doctor Zayas. Uh, I'm sure they'll be utilized well <laughs> and not completely removed from history, like the Ice Age. Not character. at all. Not at all. All right, man, we will let you go. Next week, we are going to be playing a game I have never heard of in my life, which are my favorite ones to dig into. It's a game, I couldn't even tell you the first thing about it, uh, other than it's called Book of Unwritten Tales 2. God damn it, that is a terrible title. Well, so you're first saying of all, <laughs> what is this book full of? You didn't write the tales down. And you're also telling me that there's a game called Book of Unwritten Tales 1. I'm like, not even right. sure of that. Yeah, okay. I don't know. Maybe this is like some Loaded Weapon 1 kind of uh, uh, a gag The title. last book of never-ending tales, yeah. part 3. Well, good. I'm, ex- I'm excited for <laughs> Rising. That. It sounds Revenge. Fun. Rising. The Chronicles. The Requiem. I don't know. <laughs> uh, so we will see what the hell that game is next week. Book of Unwritten Tales 2. Chris Antista, the the best in the biz. Thanks again for being here. We really appreciate it. And uh, thanks for having me on. Yeah, absolutely. Pleasure. We we will see y'all next time. Bye. Gonna take it to the
the house He's a rapper who's dapper, yeah, he's the mouse Who could do it, gonna rap you through it Got a positive message and you know he's into it And talk about is All the better to hear the Mouseketeers say Ooh, sounds so sweet, it goes to the beat So when we meet, get on your feet You know we're gonna walk it up and down, talk it up and down See you.